0: Welcome to The Daily Drive. This show is dedicated to keeping you educated, informed, and most importantly, driven to succeed. We want your feedback, so call us at 1-800-437-5121. Everyone on The Daily Drive show team hopes you enjoy this show. Here's your host, Ken Knorr. Welcome to The Daily Drive. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. It is the best day of my life, and it is even better because you are here. And it's a really cool day because we're going to meet with Sigmund Van Dam. And Sigmund has a great story. He has the entrepreneurial story of founding a company and carrying it and growing it up to the point of needing to uh, go through acquisition, and he's going to tell us all about that today, and we've got him on the line with us right now. Sig, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Doing great. Before speaking with you.
0: Absolutely. I, I'm so glad that you joined us. Sig, you were the founder and CEO of Nimble User, and there's a journey here now. and We're going to get into that, but tell me about uh, Nimble User and the product—it's now you were acquired by community brands. So tell me about what the product is and what it does and all that good stuff.
1: I and mean, just by way of correction, I was the founder, um, and um, when I got married in 2000, my wife became the CEO. So uh, and that's done Yeah. So uh, basically, Nimble User is the man. You know, the we've done a number of things over the years, but. Uh, kind of the claim to fame is we wrote a product called Nimble AMS. And AMS stands for Association Management Software. So you and probably most people in the world are a member of one or more of what we call professional trade associations. And believe it or not, there's an association for everything. There's 68,000 associations in the United States. So those are everything from, you know, association of fire chiefs or teachers, chamber of commerces, alumni organizations, things uh, like that. And those associations do a tremendous amount of good in this world. So they, uh, you know, help uh, certifications with, uh, you know, medical professionals. Um, they help advance legislation to make this world a better place, things like that. So if you think about a professional trade association, right off the bat, they need to know who you are. So there's a Rolodex type CRM. Capability, like who you are, where you go to school, what's your address, dem, various demographics. But then they need to bill you your dues because they have to make money. And then there's typically large conferences and events to go to. There might be continuing education. So, for example, we've got like say, a, an Association of Pharmacists, and you have to take some education over over your or every year to, in order to maintain that certification, so that you can become a pharmacist, as an example. And then they might just sell products. You know, it could be books, it could be T-shirts, hats, whatever it might be. They're going to lobby on your behalf. There's committees. So behind the scenes of all that is a piece of software or a myriad of software often, and that's collectively known as association management software. And so Nimble AMS is an enterprise, which when we talk about enterprise, we're typically talking about associations, nonprofits that have a an annual budget of over three million dollars. Some of our organizations are over a hundred million dollars uh, that we work for. Association management software, and it's built on. If you're familiar with Salesforce CRM, it's built on the Salesforce App Cloud. So the reason that it uh, we did that is because you know the world is moving towards enterprise platforms, and Salesforce is really the leader within CRM. And when they opened their platform in 2008. Uh, we made an immediate decision to build an AMS on that product because we have been long-term Salesforce users. We understand the power of that product. So Nibble AMS is an association management software package for the enterprise built on the Salesforce app cloud. Back in
0: 1992, what was the, what was the initial spark? Why did you decide you were going to start working with association management type stuff?
1: Well, so, originally it was started by me and my brother. We were both, uh, computer science, uh, graduates, uh, who had, were working at Eastman Kodak, which is a company here in Rochester, New York. And, um, we would do anything on the side. We would repair your monitor, actually, if, if it was broken. Uh, but we wanted to, uh, you know, getting to bigger and better things, and we were actually hired by a very small chamber of commerce out here called the Dansville Chamber of Commerce. If you're not familiar with Dansville, New York, it's out there. It's in the middle of nowhere, uh, beautiful little town, and they were looking for something to help automate their business. Uh, they didn't really understand it was association management software, but they bought us in to take a look around, and we started looking around, and software at that time was kind of very different than it is today. It was built on AS400, like old mainframe machines. It was character-based. Um, and like any software developers, me and my brother were like, oh, I think we could do better than this. But at one point, this uh, product came across uh, our desk, and we evaluated, and we go, this is really a good piece of software. It had a graphical user interface. It was you know, different than all the other ones we saw. And so we made that our suggestion, and we got pricing on it and stuff, and they were like, Uh, we can't afford this it's way too expensive and honestly i'm not sure we even got paid for that job but what we did was we went and contacted the manufacturer like hey we're interested in becoming the dealer of this software because um whether or not there's like 400 associations here in rochester uh most of them are not are not really that valid but there were a lot and we were kind of new to the business and they said oh no problem you know just uh Fly down to Austin, Texas, take the training, it's $10,000, and um, it'd be good. And I'm like, I don't think so. You know, we don't have $10,000 for one. And um, they're like, oh, no, hold on. And what we didn't realize is they were in a startup mode. Um, And they're like, hey, we'll just fax you. This is going back now. You know, we'll fax you leads. I'm like, sure, that works. You know, I just kind of disregard it. But they faxed me the first lead for a local organization called Technical Association of Graphic Arts. I went in there, kind of stumbled through the demo. They bought it, um, and, uh, you know, we, we. what I really realized was that I had built software, um, you know, for phone companies and things like that, uh, and then in my career, Kodak and manufacturing. You know, it was always, you know, I'd hand off this software that might save somebody, you know, literally hundreds of thousands or maybe more dollars per year. It was like, oh, thanks. You know, it, they were just used to that type of thing, where if you go into a professional trade association at the time... You know, we were really making a huge difference there when we put this association manager software and they're coming off of like spreadsheets and disparate systems and all these things. Um, and then I really love the, to be honest with you, professional trade associations is it's, a, it's an interesting area of business. Nobody really leads it. Um, you work with great people that by their very nature deal with other people and do so very well and they're cause-based. So, you know, Sometimes it might be like, hey, we're helping, uh, truck stops do better, provide better jobs. But sometimes it's, it's awe inspiring. We have one customer, you know, I was talking to the CEO. I'm like, hey, you know, tell me something you do here. And they're like, well, you know, we, uh, took, uh, two, uh, doctors and two LASIX machines up into the Himalaya mountains and we had blind people line up the door for two days and for $10, uh, they walked out seeing so it's that kind of satisfaction you get to know your software is a little part of that right that you're like wow that's you're even talking about it i get a you know I get a warm feeling to how great that was so um we start. I started to really like this um, this business and we became uh the leading reseller of that software in the world and it became the leading association management software uh, at the time unfortunately um, along the way, they kind of uh got a little bit lost, and the technology didn't get upgraded. And we had become users of a lot of cloud computing products. So we were heavily into using Salesforce for our lead to cash, um, you know, and and marketing. And we also used Google Apps, which is uh, like an office productivity suite. Uh, It's fully based in the cloud. And we just saw this migration towards enterprise cloud computing, and we knew it was going to hit association management software. We bought that up to this company, and they wanted – They really didn't listen to us. And, you know, fast forward a couple years past that, and we were at uh, Dreamforce, which is the Salesforce Users Conference, and Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce, got up and he said, hey, I got good news for everybody. We're opening up this, you know, wonderful Salesforce platform to vertical developers, you know, government, financials, real estate. And in our case, association management software, we made that decision right then and there, and
0: uh, you know, about six years later, we came out with Nimble AMS and really started disrupting the market. You were reselling it but decided to, hey, we're going to do it ourselves. And, and you built. We were reselling a competitive product. At the, right. You, you, you were reselling somebody product. else and then they weren't going to advance in the right direction. And you said, hey, we're going to do it ourselves. Um, yep. That's pretty cool. So it was a six year development cycle. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, it took a
1: while. I mean, it's enterprise software, so you can think of it as ERP yeah. for professional and trade associations. So,
0: right, it's our know, operating like this, system.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Going back and thinking it over, we developed a couple of smaller uh, products beforehand. We developed a bulk messaging product. Uh, we developed an e-commerce product. But going back and, and thinking about what we did there, it sort of be like if you and I were like, hey, you know, uh, you know Ken, what do you say we get in the boat building business? you are like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. What do you want to build? an ocean liner, you
0: know, like, <laughs> right? okay,
1: you know, and that's, we, we kind of bit off that in, uh, it, it was way. Yeah. You
0: didn't start at the bottom, did you?
1: No, <laughs> no. We didn't take a little utility or something like that. So we went right for the, the biggest possible type of software you can, right. you know, right with it. You know, everything that you can think about in ERP include financials and all those things. It's complicated,
0: but you knew the space. I mean, you really did. You knew, we knew the, space the space very, you had
1: very well. And you yeah, know, we have a, to... the, the crew that we have here. Um, you know, we've got, uh, just an incredible depth of expertise. Like, uh, a, a guy that worked very closely. His name's, uh, Jeff Glombieski. Um, you know, he really helped us, uh, greatly in design of the product, but he worked at a professional trade association. He worked at another software manufacturer association management software, you know. He 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 would did consulting around association management software. So it just you know, bringing people like that to bear, um, you know, really helped. You know, six years is really not that much. I mean, it sounds right. like a lot, but you know, developing ERP. If you didn't have people like that, and well, we've got,
0: um, you know, just a, a lot of good people, it would take a long, a much longer time. Right. Well, and so fast forward a little bit. You, you develop this product. You know I mean, your your you're bootstrap company, you're a sales organization, for the most part, uh, you decide you're going to embark on this de- developing, as you say, the 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 ocean liner, uh, and right out of the gate, you know, out of the gate, we're going to just go for this massive project. You do this, you build it, and then you go through an acquisition because you're now part of community brands. So yeah. you were telling me pre-call yeah. why you guys made some of those choices. In fact, it wasn't when you got in; that wasn't the plan. That wasn't the plan was to, to build no. a company for acquisition. You were building a you were building a solution.
1: Yeah, and we were really not a sales company; we were an engineering company. And you know that might have implementation. That was good in one way, to. in that the product is really very well engineered. It was bad in another way, in that engineering always came before sales. And so um we we started displacing, like, legacy packages. Like, it, for example, the one that we used to sell. You know, those customers, or actually not even customers, but other customers were going out to RFP, and they were including us, and we started to displace them. And the thing about this software is we operate at the enterprise level, so it's not cheap. So it's, you know, your implementations can, you know, they vary, but it's probably somewhere between, a couple hundred thousand dollars to over a million dollars. And it requires very, very skilled people to map an association's requirements to what the software does and make it perform that way and configure it appropriately. And so we were like, wow, we're starting to sell this. We've got to hire more people. We've got to hire more people. But like anything else, you know, bringing someone up to speed before they're truly billable and, you know, paying their own way can take six to nine months. And what we ended up, running into in relatively short order because it kind of took off on us was that, um, cash got tight and, uh, you know, uh, I'm a person who doesn't like debt. Uh, I never really had any debt before that, you know, we were in our credit line. I was in my, you know, my 401k, my home equity loan, loans from friends. But we, the soft, you know, it's almost, we, we used to joke, we're like, man, the more successful Nimble AMS gets, the less money we have. Um, and we knew that this was just going to keep on growing. It was, it was a hit. Um, and so we started to go out and say, look, we really need some growth capital and a good amount of it. You know, we need millions of dollars here. Um, and so when we started looking around, um, it, it was very timely And that, you know, we, we talked with some of the traditional, um, you know, VCs and private equities out there that would do roll-ups and stuff like that. And it really wasn't our style. But very fortunately, there was an organization called Ministry Brands, which if you think of AMS software, Association Management Software, there's actually a whole faith-based software uh, or group, and that's called, and Ministry Brands was the leader in that, and they had purchased 40-some companies, and they had done a great job in that they left these companies alone and let them be successful alone, but provided them with the funding to be successful. And so they approached us, because now they were getting into the association management space, and... Um, the good news is, is they were very, very interested in Nimble AMS, um, and we were very interested in them because we could tell that they were they were they were one of the few uh, firms that really talked to us about growth versus you know quote unquote synergies or cuts. You know, they they were out to you know grow this market, and that was very exciting to us. And that was a really good plus. And the people we met were fantastic, and they really talked about how they're going to take care of the customer and everything. But the downside was it was going to be a full acquisition or nothing. And so that was painful for us because it was, you know, obviously it was kind of our baby. And, uh you know, but we looked at it, and we really looked at it. uh we, we had about 20 criteria, but the top three that we said we're not going to budge on was family, family, and family. And the first part of the family was our team. You know, we – I've got people i work with here, you know, like Jeff and other people um, that I've worked with for 15 years and they're, you know, we would not have been successful without, you know, a, a pretty substantial group of people here busting their butt, sacrificing, you know, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, the company wasn't going to come in and just, you know, cut them or do something, you know, unscrupulous, stupid, yeah. Right. And then the other thing, the other part of the other family was our customers. Um, you know, when you, if you think about it, if you're an organization and you decide to go with a new company that has less than five customers,
0: <laughs>
1: you're putting your butt on the line for us, right? You know, and and we got up to a pretty good amount of customers, but they really took a risk to go with something completely new built on the Salesforce platform and all this. And we want to, make, you know, and I've developed friendships with these people as well you know, that are operating there. Um, so I want to make sure that they were taken care of. And then of course I want to make sure that, you know, some of the debt that we incurred, you know, my home equity loan and all that stuff, paid you know, up, we're sure. gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get uh covered as well. And so everything else is kind of a bonus. Like one of the things that they really interested in is they want to keep leadership and um you know, I used to joke, you know, people like, What's your exit strategy? I'm like, You're gonna carry me out of this place. I love right. my job. I love meeting my customers with all the people I work with. You know, so and they're like, hey, you know, we want you to stay. And, you know, your role's going to be different, obviously, and your wife's role's going to be different. But, you know, we want you here, and we want you, you know, having a thing. I'm like, I'm, t- I'm totally into that. I'm, I want to see this thing, you know, take off, and I think this funding is what's going to do it. So it worked out well.
0: Man, I just learned a ton from Sig. And we have run out of time and there's no way we're going to get it all in today. So we're going to have to pick up tomorrow with Sigmund. And I hope that you tune in to The Daily Drive again tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening and thanks to our sponsor, That Company. Why is That Company the white label digital marketing provider for some of the biggest agencies in the industry? Because we get results, we retain clients, and we deliver profitability. Visit www.thatcompany.com to find out how we can make your agency more profitable. If you want to give us feedback, call us now at 1-800-437-5121 or drop by dailydriveshow.com. Make sure you add us to your Alexa daily briefing skill. Don't forget that you can listen to us live every day on WQBQ at 7.30 a.m. The show wouldn't be possible without the Daily Drive Show team, executive producer Jake Perrick, web guru Taj Royer, and the audio man with the plan shoddy don't forget to tune in tomorrow